be very specific. You get a Spectre gunship and an ISR Pred. There is a drone from Derna overhead right now. The gunship is out of fueling range. That's what they're telling me. I'm ordering the evacuation. You're not giving orders anymore. You're taking them. You're in my world now. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This the greater good. is episode... Why is my microphone not doing the thing I want it to do? Okay, sorry. Record? This is a... No, it's not... <laughs> the, the, anyway, episode amplify your voice over electronics uh electronics okay sure yeah. um this is episode 189 and tonight we're talking about 13 hours seriously microphone you're driving me crazy here all right yeah that's, that's better here we go talking about 13 hours i am sean allred and joining me tonight is andrew you must have a beard to fight jimison that's why i have a beard i know so I can whoop some ass. Right. Give this man a gun. He's good to go. Sam <laughs> is always a dick to the people who try to protect him. Vector. No one tries to protect me. That's a fallacy. It's <laughs> a fallacy? Yes. Okay. Um, good to know. And speaking yeah. Yeah. And speaking of um and speaking of Dick, in case you missed it last week, Sam said this. <laughs> dick was being too hard. There you go. <laughs> I now have that forever. I'm sorry if that offends you, but that was funny. Uh, that was funny. Wait, I'm trying to think. What movie did we watch? Last, we, the last episode we did. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. This episode is a – we're a week late. It was just scheduling issue yeah, after scheduling crazy. issue. Um, and we just, it just couldn't work. So, I'll um, – um, you won't know, but I'll post this tonight after we get done recording. But anyway um, – uh, we did the founder last episode. Oh, okay, that's right. The, that's and right. one of the Dick characters was, was named Dick. Yeah, and, and Sam said that. That's right. We all giggled like okay. school children that we are. And uh, so I know. All right. I know. So that. we went from one type of war to another type of war. Well, yeah, and both had McDonald's references, which is weird. Um, yeah. 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 This one was less less pen and paper, and more bullets <laughs> and grenades. Andrew is having. Sorry, I'm destroying everything. Okay. Uh, so cool. Let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into 13 hours. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this movie for lots of reasons. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and get this part out of the way. Okay. Uh, as we have striven, striven. That's not a word. As we Stry- have striven, strived, strove, strived, striven, strived. Um, I've heard it both ways. I wish Corny was here. He'd get that. Um. <laughs> 
as we have often done in the past, whenever anything <laughs> comes up that could possibly be in a political type of way, we always don't talk about that for, I think, obvious reasons. Yeah, because I don't want to... I don't want to alienate any listener. You know, I, I want any, everyone yeah. to be able to participate. So if you have a particular way you feel about what happened here in regards to Hillary Clinton or whatever, we're not going to talk about that. We're just not. Yeah. Um, it's not the point of the show. And frankly, the movie doesn't even talk about it. They don't mention her. And there's literally like one or two lines in the movie about kind of how they get into the situation that they are. And that's kind of it. The movie basically deals with the problem in front of them. So that's what we're going to do is just talk about what was in front of us, which was the movie um, and the story that it told and how it made us feel and all that stuff. So that's just getting that stuff out of the way now. So there you go. Uh, If you want to hear the political side, go listen to... Call Chad up and he'll tell you. Yeah, I talked to Chad. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. If Um, you can find a seance... And get a medium to connect you to. Just use a just use a Ouija board. Um, yeah, you'll be fine. He's more than happy. Yeah. yeah. So Andrew, if you would, sir, kind of give us a a rundown. What is thirteen thirteen hours? During an attack on a U.S. compound in Libya, a security team struggles to make sense out of all the chaos. Is that what they're doing? I thought they were just trying to survive. They're struggling to make sense of things. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. That's a bad. I read. thought they were trying to survive yeah. as well. That's a bad read. That's a bad. Good Hello. job, IMDb. Screwed it up again. Yeah. Makes sense. They needed some attack raptors. Right. Whenever, well, the, the tagline: "When everything went wrong, six men had the courage to do what was right." That's huh. actually better than the. Yeah. Well, that's because some marketing person came up with that right. at, at Paramount. You know, like. Uh, so anyway, all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm going to go out of order because I do this from time to time. I'm just going to go ahead and do do this now. I'm, I do what I want. I do what I want. I'm, dri- I'm, I'm, the, I'm the driver of the show. I'm going to do what I want. But here we go. I'm looking back at the long lineage of the Michael Bay pantheon, right? And he's, yep. he's done some shit. I mean, let's be, let's be real. I, I think we all agree that each Transformer movie has been... Exceedingly worse. Yeah. Um, I think like my grandmother's quiches. <laughs> Each Christmas, they just get a little worse. Right, I'm pretty yeah. sure next Christmas, I'm going to find like a toe in one or something. Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't blame you. So, like, again, we watched the fourth one for the podcast. I mean, Corny gave it a zero, right? And we hated yeah. it. The third one, I hated not that much. The second one, I did not like at all. And the first one, I thought was fine. I enjoyed it. And I thought it was kind of cool and neat and, and whatever. Um, I did not see Pain and Gain, though I've been told it's actually okay. Um, it's actually pretty good. I like Pain and Gain. Um, I have not seen The Island, and I want to. I love That's Bad Boys 2. Yeah. I really liked Pearl Harbor. I know people hated it because of the love story. I actually liked Pearl Harbor. Armageddon is, is, is fun. The Rock is one of my favorites. Uh, just period, and then Bad Boys. And then before that, of course, he did a bunch of um, music videos and shit like that. So my my point is this, and I'm going to – this. I don't feel like, in my opinion, this is going out that much on a limb. This is probably my – this is probably going to be my third favorite Michael Bay film. 
third favorite? Uh, one being The Rock, two being Bad Boys 2. Okay. And then 13 hours. Yeah, I could agree with that. I'd have to say that. it'd be it'd be second for me, only because it Bad Boys would go right behind 13. Um and that's and I and I get that. I and it's it's funny, I was actually um playing uh, Battlefield One last night as I do, and I quoted Bad Boys Two and my brother in law, JP, who's been on the podcast before, he and I were just going back and forth, and there was a couple people in the, in the group who had not seen it because when the movie was out, they were not old enough to see it. <laughs> um, so they had no clue what we were talking about. I'm like, I think I think JP came back with, oh, he's gonna you're gonna you're gonna mess up your dreadlocks with a bullet through your head or something like that. And then I just we went back and forth with the Marcus and, and whatever. Anyway, so I'm just gonna say that now. Yeah. I really liked this movie a lot. Thirteen hours was great. I really think it is, and I think it was one of his. As a director, one of his better movies. But why? Well, we're going to talk about that right <laughs> now. But before I talk about it, I want to hear what you guys think. So, Andrew, had any of us seen this before, this viewing? Nope. I had not. Okay, good. So we are all kind of coming into this with virgin ears, so to speak. So, yeah. Um, I'm also are you saying s- there's no room for my ears in the end? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Okay, just check. Okay. You good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well then Andrew, <laughs> sir, I was I'm, I I can watch the camera. I can see that you're clearly doing something. That's why I was kind of stalling a little bit. Um You can quit watching this private, man. Well then <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's like that. It's like the, your front yard, right? You don't have. You, there is no expectation of privacy in your front yard. So I guess if you turned your camera on, that's on you, right? <laughs> or if you leave your 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 closet door cracked, you can see right out. Well, exactly. like that was this. This is a weird tangent, but this I remember this. It was an actual lawsuit where uh, a married consensual couple were having sex in their bedroom, but the blinds were up, and like some kid walked by outdoors in their yard, saw it. Ran home crying to mommy because what they saw, they sued that couple and won. Oh, geez. Be- because because the couple did not take necessary steps to ensure their own privacy. That's bananas. <laughs> that that's the world we live in. You know, it's it was like just too hot and heavy to take time to close the blinds. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you get caught in the yeah, mood, sometimes. whatever. You take the blue pill, and things are in action, and there's just. You know, stuff is in motion and you can't stop. You've got four hours to yeah. finish. So, anyway. Um, Andrew, if you would kind of give us your, uh, your, your thoughts on this movie. I, I am dying to know. Okay. Well, um, I thought the movie was well done. I think it does its purpose, which is tell a story. I did feel the two and a half hours. You said you didn't feel that. I, I did. Maybe it's because I was tired when I watched the movie. But um, I certainly did feel the two and a half hours. Um, the whole movie, I mean, it's, it's very intense. Um, and I think, I don't want to say graphic. I mean, it, it does have graphic moments, but we've seen Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan is far more graphic than, mm-hmm. than this one, in, yeah. my, in my opinion. Um, but this one certainly tells a story um really well and um i don't know it 
I couldn't help but to to go into the political mindset in a way uh, because I do keep up with politics and uh, you know I, I was trying to to question things uh, and and how the movie was done uh, and and I don't know if that was taken into account at all in making the film. But uh, regardless of that, though, I think it was done well. I think it was acted well. I don't really remember. Uh, now, it's been a, you know like a week and a half since I watched this. But it's, <laughs> I don't remember a bad actor in the movie. I think everybody did pretty well. And maybe I'm, I've slept since then, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm I'm with you, and and I will say this to your your point about not going political, is that this movie forced me to do some research, right? Because I mean, I was I mean, 2012 it's only five years ago, so I was obviously very aware of the world and and the things in it and stuff. But you know, th- this thing was like because it happened so quickly, even in real life, in real time, it was very quick, and then all of a sudden, it was just a talking point you heard on the radio, uh, like conservative radio and Bill O'Reilly and, and all that, whatever. It was just this talking point of Hillary is evil. Why Benghazi? Oh, it was just a thing. So I, I really had to do a lot of research kind of figuring out kind of the why behind all that stuff and kind of reading, yeah. kind of reading both sides. I mean, it was, I, I was reading from different articles, so I wanted to kind of get a mixture. I was getting a, yeah. And you know, I, I don't know problem. if maybe this was made, made to be, I don't know, to draw awareness to what it actually was because Benghazi became one of those, one of those trigger words, yeah. one of those words that the, the news media would use just, I mean, it was, it's well a popular word to use a hot word or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people that didn't know anything about it would just think, Oh, okay, well something bad happened there and it was her fault. So, or whatever. So, or, or maybe they wouldn't think that, you know, that's neither here nor there, right. but it was, it was a trigger word. And so I don't know if I thought maybe while I was watching this, that they maybe had made this to kind of bring to light the events that actually happened because. Because people were, yeah. Yeah. There, there were people involved, not just a political right. thing. Yeah. And this and, really does tell the story of, of the lives of the people there. Um, you know, the, I got really emotional watching certain parts of this, um, especially Dude, when they started talking about their kids during oh, yeah. the downtime of the battle. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That got to me. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it did too. It was, I mean, all three of us are parents and so we can kind of relate to the, what they're going through. And, uh, and uh, there, there's a moment where. I think they all kind of realized that they're probably all going to die. You know, like one of the guys was like, hey, it's been fun, right? And he's like, yeah, it's been fun. You know, and like I got to talk to my kids today and it was a good phone call. It was a good, it was a good time. So, you know, they're kind of kind of resolved the idea that this yeah. is. It's kind of it's kind of like Toy Story 3. Yep. They're about to, the toys are holding hands. They're, they're on, and Yep. They've resigned themselves to. Uh, What's happening? They had the director of that movie on, wait, wait, don't tell me this last week. Oh, yeah? And he was like, why did you have to rip out our hearts? 
with that scene. <laughs> and he was like, well, you know, he said originally the studio didn't want to do that because he thought it was too dark. They thought it was too dark. And so, but he was like, you know, I wanted to show the, the impact that these, these relationships had on each other. And, but, but he was like, but every adult in the theater was crying. You know that, right? And so anyway, it was kind of fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway. Um, and on, and Andrew also, I think to your point, I don't think this movie is making a political statement. Like, I think, no, they did I don't think yeah. so either. I, yeah. If there's any kind of statement that they're saying it's budget has cut, uh, you know, there wasn't a budget for enough protection to be safe. Right. Basically. Yeah. yeah. That's what I kept. Well, doing. and I just, I tried to look at it as just, they're just telling the story. Yeah. And I you felt know? the same way. Yeah. And it's obviously there's a, there's a easy, easy to compare because they're totally very similar. And what happened uh, in historically is pretty similar to Black Hawk Down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, and that's the, the movie's the same in that that movie's the same in that it's not it's not a political movie, right? It's not it, it doesn't it's not t- telling a political story. It's the story of these soldiers and what they had to go through, you know, for their country and what yeah. they and that's what that's what they if, did. So, if anything, this movie the the reason that Benghazi happened as bad as it did is because of the station chief. Yeah, that is I mean, the true villain. Yeah, if that is true. I, you know, yeah. I don't know how much he was created just to be the villain of the movie, but I mean, and I like they said, if if he would have let them go when they asked to go, they would have been able to get the the guy out, yeah. the uh, ambassador out. Yeah, Sean, I think his name was. I can't remember. Yeah, I'll look it up. So, if there's any kind of political message, it's that. You know, there was oh, failure on the local Chris. level in terms of leadership. Yeah, it's it's that whole. There's there's a couple. I don't. I never. And Michael really... Bay loves that, by the way. A lot of his movies have that idiot bureaucrat that yeah. has more power than he should have. Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. And and I, throughout the movie, I almost felt like they were they played up that that the relationship he had with the grunts. Worse than it probably actually was. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he was such a dick to them. Of course, they were a dick to him. But, <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of feel like if these men are being paid to protect the CIA people, because that's what their job was. It wasn't to protect the ambassador; it was to protect the CIA no. guys, right? Yep. That was their job. So, if that's your job, you're being paid to do that. This is your job. Okay, and we are all. Ex-military, so we all have discipline. We all have the things that make us great at our job, right? So then, and I think technically they did work for the CIA. They weren't; they were contracted, but they were paid by the CIA, so they technically were employee of the CIA. So you, I just kind of feel like you you shouldn't piss those guys off. No, um, that seemed very. No, you want them on your side at all times. And I thought, and I put this in my notes, I, and again, this, this movie goes to my theory if I take few notes. I mean, this is a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie, and I took nine notes because I was, frankly, I was just immersed in what was happening. I, I really was. And there wasn't, honestly, I didn't feel like there was much to write down anyway. But um, 
I did write that the relationship between him and Tonto, right? The big tall guy, right? Mm-hmm. Who it was funny. The like two thirds of the movie, I'm going, where do I know him? Where do I know him from? Where do I? And then I IMDb him. He was a villain, a recurring villain on on um, Law and Order SVU. Huh. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's that guy, right? Okay. Anyway, um, but like the two of them had at it way worse than anyone else, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I think he threatened to write him up or something, right? And mm-hmm. I kept thinking, okay, so what's going to happen is, is that at some point they're they're playing this up so that in the movie, Tonto is probably going to save that guy's life, and then that guy is going to have this moment of like, hey, I'm sorry, I was such a dick to you, and he's like, hey, it's fine, whatever, I'm just doing my job. I kind of I felt that was mm-hmm. going to happen, but it never did. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if the, if a trope that didn't happen is a hopping man, but. It's a, I mean, there you go. There was another moment, though, in this movie I thought was a hopping man. No, did I write it down? I can't remember. Uh, there was another moment, but I can't remember what it was now. Keep, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going through the show, and I'll, and I'll think I'll, I'll remember it. Because I remember there was a, a thing that they brought into the movie and then never, there was never a payoff for, anyway, or even a resolution. Sam, have you, you haven't really gone yet, have you? Nope, not yet. Okay, your turn. <laughs> Sorry. You want me to go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I this of course is my first time uh checking this thing out. Really, really did enjoy it. Um except for a few moments of stupidity that Michael Bay just loves to put it into his movies in in terms of just bad dialogue. Um it's not natural how sometimes you know how people talk. And um I thought that was, I don't know, annoying. I, I just don't like that kind of stuff. Basically, it, it's talking down to the audience instead of just, how can I explain it? It's when, it's when they're trying to describe something that doesn't need to be described. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you think, yeah, that's, do you think that's the or Michael Bay just trying to, I don't want to say what I'm trying to think of. Uh do you think he's trying to steer the boat, so to speak, more than he needs to, and not yeah. letting the actors act? Well, I yeah, mean, and that's I. It, it, I, I mean, think. It, that could be writing. It might not be a Michael Bay thing. I mean, Michael Bay still has to answer to writers. Um, yeah, it, it could be writing. It could be. But but, but, but did you guys notice that too, though? Yeah. Okay, uh, and it, that that kind of brought me out of the movie a few times in there. But the, there is one thing that Michael Bay does really well, and that is just. Like destruction a, well yeah is, you know you can feel the weight of these bullets yeah zinging past these guys you know when they when they're shooting up the a car you can see the car literally moving horizontally um because of the impact of those things and it's just um and watching those rpgs bounce off the ground and hit a car yeah, or whatever I mean, it's I just mean, yeah. it's such a good good I don't even know how to was, explain it. Well, no, he he he. I will say this. So this is this goes against what we had issues with with um, Zack Snyder in Batman v Superman is that Zack Snyder is bad at world building. Um, Michael yeah. Bay is good at world building. We knew where we were. We 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 knew the rules. We felt yeah. the the weight not just of the bullets. We felt the weight of the of the situation. Yeah. We felt. And like there's, yeah. and every moment was terrifying. These men show up with guns, and they, you know, 
Are you friendly? Yeah, we're we're Libyan army. Uh, okay, man, I wish these guys would wear uniforms. You know, like. Oh, and I do have to mention this. Uh, you know, Sean, we talked a little bit about this thing before um, before tonight, and you mentioned how it was like the Alamo. Right. Yeah. And the only thing I had ever heard of Benghazi was that our ambassador got killed and everybody got killed in the compound. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm expecting, um, I'm expecting an Alamo. Right. 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 So when at the very last scene, when he's, you know, you, the, the giant convoy comes up to the fence, I'm like, well, here it is. Here this it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. This is the last thing that's going to happen to these guys. And um, darn you for for getting my hopes up. That I mean, I'm not, not hopes up, but you know, I I totally did not expect um, John Krasinski, whatever his his character's name was, um, to survive this thing. Um, Jack. And and I was waiting for it. I was sitting there waiting for him to die. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, Michael Bay, he shows the tactics, and he shows exactly why six guys are able to hold off goodness gracious hundreds of 30 40 hundreds at a time i think hundreds yeah yeah and why you know a trained u.s soldier can can have the ability to do that and you know i believe you know from i believe him when i i hear that you know if we could have gone or we could have gone to save the ambassador if you would have let us you know and they probably could have oh yeah so um I, I was in this hook, line, and sinker. Um, really enjoyed the characters. The only problem I had, of course, was with some of the dialogue. But I also had a problem figuring out who exactly died. Right? So there's two guys that died, right? Mm-hmm. And which guys were they? Um, I guess I'm, I was too lazy to kind of rewind and, and check it again. Well, his, but, his, his best buddy, Tyrone. Or yeah, Roan died. Or Tyrone Woods died. And okay, and that who? Which one was he? He was the other, the only other guy that had a whole lot of lines. I mean, he, obviously, I can't say the white guy with the beard, but he was. Okay. Um, All right, so the he guy was, he was like the guy the, from Spectral. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We saw him in Spectral I thought that was be him. and okay. Iron Man Three. Yeah, him. Okay. Yeah. And then who was the other one? It wasn't Boone. Let's see. Oz is the guy who lost his arm. It was Tig. I can't remember if it was Tig or if it it wasn't Tonto. I know he walked out of there. It was either Boone or Tig. I can't remember. I'll have to to look it up. Um, uh, Anyway, what's your point? Um, Anyway, um. I just had a hard time figuring out who exactly died, mainly because I think it was that these guys um, all had beards and were kind of hard to uh, figure out who, who was who on that thing. So, yeah, um, that's, that's uh, about it. Glenn was the other guy. Glenn, okay. Roan and Glenn were the, were the two that died. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of with you, Sam, that I thought they were, yeah. I think, I thought it was an, an Alamo situation, but that's just because we obviously weren't paying attention in 2012 enough to what was going on mm-hmm. in, and what was happening. Um, so that's, that's on us. Um, mm. I'm looking for, oh yeah, Glenn Bob Doherty. Yeah. Toby Stevens played him. Um, he was the guy who came from the other place. 
right? right? Who's yep. like, uh, okay. you know, he came over and he's like, either you give us the truck or we're going to steal it or something like that. That guy, right? Oh, that guy. The guy from um, Black Sails or the... Okay. Uh oh yeah yeah you, the, the the show, uh yeah 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 he's from Black Sails. So the guy he he basically came he came late. Yeah yeah he yeah. came and he was the quote unquote reinforcements, um yeah. of four people, um, and because as soon as they got there their Libyan army buddies bugged out. Um, yeah, and so then they had to kind of wait for the actual standing Libyan army to come and rescue them like legit rescue them, um. Okay. Yeah, so those were the two that, that perished. I thought that was maybe who did it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the the, the mortar rounds hitting the roof there at the end, that, yeah. that's when I was like, yep, here it is. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. done. This is, this is it. And, so. uh... No, I mean, it was... That, no, the, the, the whole thing was intense, and and I did finally remember my hopping man was the bit where they kept thinking that peep that the, the enemy was crawling under the sheep, and then they yeah. they they weren't. So I was like, <laughs> like they kept talking about the sheep and all that stuff, and so I thought, oh, that's gonna be that's what they're gonna do. They're literally gonna be wearing like sheep wool thingies and then come in and do a, a no. They didn't do that. So that was kind of my hopping man for the for the movie. Um. Anyway. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I want to say real quick. So yeah, now I mean that's pretty much. I like. I really enjoyed the movie. Thought it was fun. Um, <laughs> my version of fun is different than Sean's. Well, but, no, no, no. Uh, I it was a good ride. Um, and I enjoyed learning more about this event. And uh, hopefully, as much as research as I tried to figure out, it's pretty accurate. From from what I can read. Yeah, and that's what I learned too is that this movie is pretty accurate in that in that aspect. I mean, it's for all I mean, I know it's only 5 years ago, but it's a historical I mean, it's no different than what the movie The Alamo is. The Alamo is not right. telling a a political stance. It's not talking about the the political wares of 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 <coughs> Texas and how it relate, related to the rest of the US and Mexico. It's a it's a movie about these men that stood up against uh, a, a, an insurmountable um, number of people, and in the case of the Alamo, it basically boiled down to Santa Ana being stupid is how they were <laughs> able to be as successful as they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love that movie, by the way. I really do. I think it's fantastic. I know I've said it on this show before. Uh, the Alamo is actually really, really good. You should go watch it. If it if it ever streams, we're doing it for the podcast because I think it's such a such a really good movie. And Billy Bob Thornton. Is is really good at Davy Crockett. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much my take. Well, good. So. Um, I did, again, I wrote very few notes. That's the guy from Spectral. I guess op guys have to have beards. Uh, I mentioned Tonto uh, and the CIA guy conflict, really showing the difference between company guys and soldiers. Meaning, you had the two people that were there to protect the ambassador and they looked like rent-a-cops compared to these soldiers. And I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if that was, and they were probably still pretty well trained. I would guess. I would, I would guess so too. I mean, it it just kind of made them seem a little bit more frantic and inept than probably what they actually were. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if that is to, to compare them to the soldiers that would come in and be calm, collected and do the job because at the end, 
when they're on the roof, I can't remember the 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 the, the only black guy in the movie that's <laughs> not a villain. Um, D.S. Dave Ubin is his real name. Uh, Demetrius Gross is his, uh, his real name. Dave Ubin is his character name. He's on the roof with them. And because he climbs up and he's all busted up and he's bleeding, he, he was in that fire, so he's coughing. And he's like, Man, go get some rest. He goes, This is my fight. They killed my ambassador. And like, you're like, you're with him. You're like, Yeah, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the, he was your ward and they killed him. And you kind of want a little bit of payback, and now it's your job. So I get it. So, so they let him obviously up on the roof. So he was, he clearly wasn't as inept as it seemed to be earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously wasn't Keystone Cop or anything like that. But it, it did seem like they were a little whatever. Um, trying to think. Other than that, I mean, uh, what other roads I wrote? Uh, I think someone else should have driven. <laughs> Uh, the car. He, he, what the heck was going on? Krasinski yeah. told that guy, make sure you go left. He must have said it five times, said someone else should drive. He said, no, I'm good. And then goes out and turns right. And he's like, no, go left, go left. And then he, they show up and it's all busted. Should have gone left. So, <laughs> and there was a couple of moments that I appreciated that Michael Bay is good at is in these, you know, intense movie, there's a couple moments of brevity, right? Like, right. and he does it in all the movies, right? I mean, in The Rock, you know, it's this this madman might, you know, kill every person in San Francisco. And here comes Sean Connery saying only losers complain about doing their best. Winners go home and screw the prom queen. Like, that's a funny line and a wonderful line and epic. Uh, yeah. But it's still com- comedic. Right. And in this movie, that's there's that. Right. You know, there's oh, I should have turned left. You know, I mean, that, that's kind of a funny moment. So there's <laughs> and I think Michael Bay is actually pretty good at that. And he because he, of course, Bad Boys 2 is a comedy. It's an action comedy. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of comedy moments in that movie. Um, I kind of want to go watch Bad Boys yes. 2 now. Um, not why. Um, we haven't done that for the podcast. We should do that for the podcast. That would I be. thought we did. Did we do Bad Boys 2? Oh, I'm shit. pretty sure we did a Bad Boys. Did we? we? I can't remember. I um, think we did Bad Boys 2. It's been uh, a while, though. It was one of them. Well, I know, yeah. I know one of them. Oh. Uh, well, maybe we did. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've done almost 200, I mean, I think it's fair that, that I can forget one, you know, or think Five. that, yeah, we did do it. Yeah, it was our 58th episode. We did do yeah, it. See? So that means I have clips from that movie somewhere. Um, some clippy clips? Yeah, some clippy clips. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have this one. No, Dan Marino should definitely buy this car. But not this one, because I'm going to f*** one up, but he should definitely get one right. <laughs> right, right, right. You're right. coming with us. Oh. Doctor, for question. Oh, sorry. Yep. Apparently Lost in Space wanted to have it today, too. Um, you, were, you were speaking of brevity. There were, like, <laughs> two lines that really stuck out um, with me. One of them was uh, when he's talking about uh, the guys getting there, and he said, you know... Uh, if the consulate had ordered a pizza, it would have been here by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other one he said was, you know, payback's a bitch and her stripper name is Karma. Right. Um, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I feel like that's something that I would say, you know, or, or any of us would say when. Yeah. So even though it's moments of brevity, I feel like it's true moments of brevity. I don't feel like it's thrown in there just to give us that. 
I think that, you know, it, that's, that's real conversation that somebody would probably have. Well, and the thing is, like, and of course, most of those were delivered by Tonto. He was obviously our kind of comic relief. But, like, you relate to that. Because it's it's a frustrating moment, and people deal with frustrating things differently. And I relate to that, and I think, Andrew, you do too. Yeah. I, 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 I process through humor sometimes, maybe not in the best of times, but that's kind of how I deal with things. And I would have done the same thing. I mean, yeah, I probably wouldn't have made that line, but yeah, I would have, I would have said something similar to that. Um, uh, and I did remember something else that I really liked in the movie is that I now I have never seen one episode of The Office, not one. Oh, really? Now I've seen scenes, you know, where the crazy dude with the hair stabs the the CPR mannequin to pull out its, you know, <laughs> to harvest its organs. Um, I've seen that. Yeah. Who, who plays Mud in the new Star Trek show? He plays a he plays a villain. Does he really? Yeah, he plays a villain in the new Star Trek show. Oh, it's great. He's really good at it and a freaking good villain. Um and anyway, so It's a great show. It, it, it second third season is amazing. I I know, I have again, it's one of those that I I didn't watch it for no other reason than I just didn't watch it. It wasn't like, "Oh, I don't want to watch yeah. this mockumentary." Burr, 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 you know, I, it wasn't that. I just didn't. Anyway, my point is It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I totally bought Krasinski as an action dude. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. And it kind of made me think about like other guys who made the transition. Will Smith made that transition from comedy guy to bad boys one, right? And um, others. I'm trying to think of some others. Help me out. Um, guys who started off in comedy and they went to action. Uh, oh, well, Chris Pratt, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, he makes a great – that's a great one. He Michael Keaton. He hasn't done a hard R, Chris no. Pratt. He hasn't done well, a hard I mean, R action. Given time, he probably will. Yeah, he might. I mean, gosh. I'd, oh, could you see like a diehard reboot, reboot with Chris Pat, Pratt? I could see Chris Pat, Pratt doing the whole – Come out to the coves, have a few laughs, like that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> oh, I could see it. We should, we should make that happen. Um, somebody said something else. I can't remember who. Uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, goes from Mr. Mom and Multiplicity yeah. to Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was good at it. A carrot top. N- no, <laughs> he wasn't funny <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> Jimmy Kennedy. Did you, did you just Google this? Who's Jamie Kennedy? I don't know. I'm just coming up. I was with like, names you just Google that, like Google actors who went from comedy to action. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Anyway, the, the the list is is actually pretty good. Or action to comedy. You've got people like uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Schwarzenegger right. and The Rock and Vin Diesel. I mean, they all went from action to comedy. Um, though not all of them work. Like, Kindergarten Cop worked for me, for whatever reason. Yeah. The Pacifier with Vin Diesel did not work for me. No. Um, I agree. Uh, but, yeah, just go back to being I Am Groot or, or Iron Giant, and there you go. Oh, and so, Sam, uh, I know you're super excited about Ready Player One to come out. Yes. Well, that the, the trailer, when it first dropped... I had it, I was I was watching it on my laptop. Well, my son's sitting next to me and he's watching cartoons and he he just glances over to see what I'm doing because <laughs> there's movement and and noise 
And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, up that scene walks with the Iron Giant, and he lost his mind. He's like, Daddy, <laughs> that's the Iron Giant. What are you watching? Are you watching the Iron Giant? Can we watch the Iron Giant? Why, what, why is the Iron Because he loves that movie. Um, oh. And I'm like, no it's, no, it's not the Iron Giant. He's just in another movie. He goes, can we go watch it? I'm like, no, it's not in theaters yet, buddy, but it's probably too a grown-up for you. Yeah. So, um, my son is super into Star Wars. And, and here's the problem nice. I'm at with him. First of all, he's five years old, okay? And people feel free to judge me. He's already seen PG-13 movies. Which PG-13 movie? Um, He actually has watched with me multiple times Rogue One. (laughs) My my kids are... And, you know, it's it's not 13 for language or subject matter. It's 13 really for violence. For violence. And it's mostly simulated, right? Because it's laser blasts and people in costume, you know, those stormtroopers, right? So there's no, there's no blood. I think the only blood is like, uh, because Cassian fell down. And I think because what's her, uh, Jen fell down and she's got a cut on her head. Right. Um, like the only real death that you see is the robot. Spoiler. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) K2SO. But, um, so he's watched it with me. Um, because we, we both have been watching, he had a sick day. He and I, three weeks ago and we binge watched season two of rebels star wars rebels and so he's at this age now where he loves star wars and he wants to watch it and i'm like okay empire is too you're not ready for empire no and i'm not ready for that reveal yet and i'm gonna try to keep it so that he doesn't get there until maybe eight or nine maybe ten right before he gets to experience the reveal i kind of want to see what that what that's like to for him you know um but anyway uh i don't remember what my point was doesn't matter um my point was my son likes star wars i don't i don't (laughs) even know how we got here um here you go sam you'll you'll appreciate this little discussion for a moment so as you all know listeners and like and you guys i'm obviously a huge film score Dude, uh, love me the you know I'm always uh, paying attention to the score and and who wrote it and and things like that, right? So, um, it was done by uh, Lorne Balf Balf. Okay. Um, and I have to be honest, it's the first time I've ever said his name, but he's done such things as he just did Geostorm. Oh god! Um, he did Ghost in the Shell. He did the Lego Batman movie. Uh, Thirteen Hours. Um, Terminator Genesis. Okay, all right. Hold on, let's make sure. Yeah, composer. Okay, Terminator Genesis. Um, a bunch of things I've never heard of. Penguins of Madagascar. I kind of like that. Movie. <laughs> I do too. Um. Private. Okay, and a bunch of other stuff I've never heard of. A bunch of stuff. A lot of video games. Assassin's Creed 3, uh, Kung Fu Panda, Secrets of the Masters. Um, he did Rango, the video game. That's a movie. But he oh. did he did Megamind. Um, anyway, so my, he's on that 
the DreamWorks. He's on there. Must be on their payroll. Yeah, he, yeah, he does a lot of DreamWorks. Um, something called Ironclad. Um, Skylanders. Anyway, so here's my point. I don't know. Again, I don't know who this guy is. I'm actually kind of interested. He's from Scotland. That's um, but he has done other um, like music department kind of stuff. For such movies as Inception, The Dark Knight, Ooh. Sherlock Ooh. Holmes. What movies did those, uh, what composer did those movies? Hans Zimmer. Right. Mm-hmm. This movie sounded like Inception, not Inception. This movie sounded like, yeah, Inception. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm watching this movie going, this is the Inception soundtrack. It sounded just like Inception. There's it's even moments so, where yeah. it's like that. Bomb, 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 bomb. Those big, those big kind of brassy moments, <laughs> and um, I'm like, God, it sounds just like Inception. So, anyway, it's close. Yeah, I should have capped it. I didn't, but I should have. Um, anyway, <laughs> did I, did I ever play for you the whole? Monster Inc. meets Star Wars clip. There's a moment that they sound just alike. Did I I play that for you guys? I don't think so. No. I'm not prepared to do that. If you did, it might have been in one of the 188 shows we've done before. I thought I I did. I thought I I capped it out and did it. I can't remember if I did or not. But um, watching, we we rewatched Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 this weekend because Declan was just in a mood. Um, And there's a moment in that in Toy Story 3. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's that same freaking rip from Star Wars again. (laughs) <laughs> um so anyway it's fine um what movie did i just say star wars what no oh, doesn't matter i'm not gonna find it uh if i did it um so i guess you guys have anything else you want to add uh, no really um there's some pretty you know i was you, you watch a movie for to see something you have never seen before mm-hmm. and um I think they did pretty well with showing us a few scenes that were pretty, pretty extravagant. The uh, blowing up of the bus was pretty crazy. The um, even the the fire in the embassy was kind of nuts. Yeah, um, and I had no idea that's how it happened. Um, in terms of, I knew he died of smoke inhalation, but I, I never thought they had basically set the place ablaze with diesel fuel or whatever. Right. Um, sorry, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, the car getting shot at like crazy, um, and then kind of limping into the uh, the compound. Yeah, um, that just I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they were able to even make it. I thought they were goners um, after that as well because somebody told me it was an Alamo movie. <laughs> well, it's it still kind of is. <laughs> I mean, they even say oh. it in the movie. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Were you guys ready for some clippy clips? Oh. Let's get some clips. All right. Didn't get a whole lot. Not a whole lot of brevity to capture, but I got a few. Here we go. Oh, so this clip is a cool clip because uh, I, I like because he bluffs this guy, right? But the part, my favorite part of the scene, right? So I'll play the clip and then I'll talk about the scene. Pull over for inspection. No. Pull over for inspection. 
Sorry, sir, I can't do that. Hey, sir, Seattle! Look up. Go ahead, look up. You see the drone? No? That's all right, because the drone sees you. Sees your face. We know who you are. Anything happens to us, your home, your family, gone. Give the order to let us go. There you go. It's like you feel that building tension, right? Like I feel like the bus is about, the van's about to fall off the bridge. Um, so the, the part of that that I love the most is, now these two guys know each other. They've known each other for apparently years, right? And they've mm-hmm. worked with each other. And it was just like they knew without even looking at each other. Because you notice they're not even looking at each other. They're both looking out their door windows, right? Without yep. a cue, they both pull their guns and they both aim at the opposite aim. door. Uh-huh. And the and the yep. reason you do that is so that the guy with the gun can't reach and take the gun from you. Right? Like, it's such a smart thing. Yep. Like, Michael Bay actually probably had real soldiers on this film set with tactics. And, and I love it when movies do that kind of thing because they did, we're going to get this part real. And right. I loved it. And then yep. when they, we need to step it up, then they when he tries to take the truck, he's like, "I want the truck." Then they then they switch, and he sticks the gun in the other guy's face and says, "That's not going to happen," right? <laughs> like it was a cool scene. It was a really cool scene. I like it. Okay, here we go. Um, the, it, all f- three of us have children, and this has happened to uh-huh. us at some point. Welcome to McDonald's. Calm down, mommy's driving, okay? We'll take 25 Happy Meals, please. No, no, we don't want 25 Happy Meals. Sir, can you just hang on one more second? I'm sorry. I know you are. Just hold on. But we want the toys. Just give me whatever you want. Six of whatever. I've got six hungry kids. Just throw it all in there. Daddy, we're having a baby. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) What? what, what? All right. That's one way to tell. Um, I don't know why she couldn't just say six Happy Meals. Why was that hard? Oh, but anyway. Um, I know, I know you guys probably caught this and probably thought of me, but here you go. Might want to get inside. I wonder if they can get the Broncos game. There you go. There's the Broncos. Um, how'd, the, how'd the Broncos do? In 2012, week, they did okay that year. They went to the Super Bowl and lost. But they went to the Super yeah. Bowl. How about how about uh, this past week? This year, oh, they're okay. they're terrible. This year, <laughs> they're real bad. <laughs> um, that's what happens when you get rid of a, a Hall of Fame coach like Wade Phillips, and you hire a guy who's never been anything more than a coordinator for one year as your head coach, and mm-hmm. um, you have somebody named Trevor Simeon as your starting quarterback. Um, Simeon, isn't that a type of ape? It is. I think it is. <laughs> Um, yeah. Abe, uh, wait, wasn't that from Hellboy? Abe Sapien, never mind. Sapien. Sapien. Yeah. Simeon, I think, is... is That's some is, sort of uh, Star Trek homo, Star Wars. Homo Sibian? Yeah, that sounds, Simeon, I, sound, that, yeah. I think that's right. Here we go. Some sort of Orville. Go- oh, I uh, love that show. Yeah. <laughs> the Orville's so good. Are you, you're not watching that yet, Sam, are you? Me? No, not yet. Uh, I, I will. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah. It's great. If you're not watching it, you need to. And it's just, let me be real honest with you. It's not Family Guy in space. It's not. No. Yeah. no it's which, not. I, which I saw the first episode and liked it. Okay, so. good. And it gets way better. 
In yeah, fact, it does. I was afraid that it was going to be that. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, this might last a, a week. Yeah. But and it's, it's already a good show. And Fox is like not screwing it up. Like they're actually keeping it on normal. Like they're not doing a firefly with this thing. Like they're keeping it yeah. on a normal schedule. Well, I, th- I would think Seth MacFarlane has enough say over things. Yeah. To, and, he's, and he does. You're right. He basically he, do what he wants to do with it. He has some weight uh, to, with Fox. Yeah. They've already greenlit season two, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But like there was an episode recently where, I mean, there was almost zero humor. I mean, it was oh, wow. like, I'm not going to give you any whatever, but like, you know, a crew member kind of gets separated from the ship. And then, I mean, it's, and it's kind of real and, and hard and, and, and whatever. So like, there's no, there's almost zero humor in it. So, I mean, it, if, for all I know, this, it was taken directly from a Star Trek, the next generation episode. Um, it, it felt very, very truck, which is cool. Okay. Anyway, uh, Google. What do I mean? They don't know where it is. Olivian friends here aren't much help. Okay, Annex, we're officially lost. Neither Google or Siri know where the f*** you are. <laughs> and I, I was constantly amazed at this movie at how just lots of people didn't die. Yeah. In, ter- in terms of non-Americans. All the times that just how easy it would have been to pull the trigger in that situation. These guys are so super trained to wait until the perfect moment. It's just, it, it was amazing to yeah. see that. Yeah. And to, to not kill just people on the street. I mean, these guys yeah. ran up beside them with guns and they didn't just instinctively shoot. They're like, are you friendly? Yeah. Okay. Don't shoot me in the back. You know, exactly. Right. Um, Oh, yeah, uh, I wonder. I, there's there's so much stress and anxiety of these guys coming back from places like this. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and I was thinking as as I was watching it, you know, if if I'm in their situation, I don't know that I could do that. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't know that I could trust somebody that much to a to let them go in behind me <laughs> and trust that they're not going to shoot me. Right. Yeah. Or not going to blow me up and, and all my buddies. I, I just don't know that I can do it. Yeah. But I guess if you're there, then you, you have some relationships and you kind of know who, you know, that there is a support system there that, that's friendly mm-hmm. to America. But again, when there's no one wearing uniforms, I mean, they all look the same, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's not a racial thing. That's well, literally, it's just at the very end there. It's just the only reason there wasn't shots fired is because. A guy you know, got he out decided of the truck. To, to do the little Kamehameha thing or whatever that is. What? What? Kamehameha. At the very the, when the 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 big um car, the cartel, the um, transports team came in. Uh huh. Um, and you had the, mon- the the guy on top of the roof pointing his gun at the guy with the giant gun on the back of the truck. Oh right, right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I see what you mean. And he the, did it like was the end. Yeah, he did. Uh, not it was hang hang ten, right? Hang ten. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did the hang ten thing, and then the guy did it back to him. He was like, "Hey, they're friendly," because if he would have pulled, if Tonto would have pulled the trigger, then that guy would have pulled the trigger, and Tonto would not be here. Oh um, yeah, because that was a fifty you, you cal. Would, you, yeah, you probably couldn't find poor Tonto. Yeah. So in that case, yeah, I see what you mean by Kamehameha. You meant like Hawaiian Kamehameha, not Dragon Ball Z <laughs> yeah. reference. I was really confused. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I missed a clip. There's one here. Uh, blend. Hey, easy round. Try to blend. We are. 
dead body in the back. A bunch of heavily armed operators just going back to hiding our covert CIA base. There you go. There's a little brevity. And then Tonto, last little bit. All right, weird shit's starting to happen now. Had just about enough of this 2012 Alamo bullshit. There you go. <laughs> All right. Oh, um. And now for some more bad news. Ready? A little trivia. I didn't do a whole lot. I did write tropes. Uh, backstory by Newsreel and Michael Bay trope. Kids running in slow-mo. He didn't hmm. do man stands up while camera spins around him slow motion. Never saw that shot. Not look for oh. it in a Michael Bay film. They never did it. So I was actually that, kind of... That's, a, yeah, that's some personal... Um, that's some restraint. I mean, there's got to be a, a deleted clip, though. I, there's probably you know, some of John Krasinski, you know, standing up on the roof as yeah. flames well, there's, fly. And the original cut of this was like four hours. That's true. Well, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Um, that's actually my second it, piece of trivia. It was <laughs> it was thirteen hours, uh, just double time. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. According to they producer, move very fast. Uh, producer Erwin Stoff. The diplomatic compound and CIA annex were built using the actual plans. Quote, what we did is we had actual plans and satellite images of the original structures, and we had the guys. So we built these. We we replicated both the annex and the diplomatic mission exactly to the inch, end quote. Wow. Um... In a January 18, 2016 interview on the Mark Levin radio program, Mark Geist said he sneaked in during filming. That's the um, actual soldier. Um, during filming. Because and, he can. He's that good. Well, he way. took place of Max Martini. Mar- Martini. He's the guy who we saw in... Uh, he's every soldier every time. We, he was in Saving Private Ryan. He was in... We saw him in Pacific Rim. He's the old guy. He's the dad, right, in Pacific yeah. Rim. Yeah. So he took place of Max uh, Martini. Martini, yeah. The actor portraying him. Michael Bay didn't notice until guys looked at the camera, <laughs> <laughs> which the two guys look a lot alike. It's actually pretty good casting. Yeah. And, of course, Mark Wahlberg was first choice to portray Roan. He declined due to prior commitment, probably because he had just done um, Lone Survivor. Lone Soldier, or yeah. yeah, and decided not to. Which I'm, I, again, I actually thought Krasinski did a good job. I mean, I'd now, like to see him in more action stuff. I know well, he's going to do you, the Jack Ryan, the Jack Ryan show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward that. to see that. Did you say Jack Reacher, Sam? I said Jack Ryan. Oh, I was because that made me think of Jack Reacher. Did I, did I do the Jack Reacher for? Um, I think didn't you do a did little not, a little yeah, an uh, anchor post anchor yeah. post yeah okay I couldn't remember if I did or not yeah um, yeah I do remember doing that now um, yep. yeah I did see the second Jack Reacher I it's not nearly as good as the first one and I know you have issues uh, with the first one because you read the books oh uh, um, yeah and because totally it's a and it's a books. miscast and I'm fine with you saying that again I didn't read the books so I don't have a concept of what Jack Reacher is supposed to be. Supposed yeah. I know he's supposed to be like six foot four, big, burly, ugly dude, and they cast five foot seven handsome pretty boy. Uh Tom Cruise, but the second movie is more like Jason Bourne. It was too actiony. I I liked the first one for the mm, kind of more the of a detective story. It is a detective story. It's kind of um it's almost like a spy thriller. 
you know, because mm-hmm. the government's out to get him kind of a thing. Um, it was cool. Anyway, I like Jack Reacher, first one. Not, not so much the second one. Um, cool. And uh, Allison Hodge, uh, Aldous Hodge is in that. He's from Leverage. Um, but the role he plays, I just can't buy. <laughs> just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, Krasinski goes from com- comedy dude to this movie, and I totally buy it, and, and whatever. But for whatever reason, from the guy, because he was in Leverage, and he's kind of one of the comedic moments, in, or comedic guys in Leverage, and then he's supposedly playing this captain in the army, and he's barking out orders like Tommy Lee Jones. I'm like, yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. bad casting. I love that dude, and I want to meet him one day. Like, he's one of the few people in Hollywood I actually want to meet and shake his hand. But that's a, that's a bad part. Anyway, not his fault. <laughs> um, Excuse me while I whip this out. No, no, Aldous Hodge. I wouldn't. I don't oh, know. Uh, again, there's very few people in Hollywood I actually want to meet because I, I have long since learned don't meet, quote-unquote, your heroes because you'll be let down. Huh. Yeah. You know, I, I met Shauna Waldron, the girl that played Icebox, and I have this mm-hmm. kind of people, children, uh, like men my age, Sam, Andrew, and we always joke, Sam, but, you know, you're 48. But, you know, what we're all of uh, men of a certain age. We watched the, the Little Giants growing up, right? And oh, yeah. and we have this kind of image of little icebox and this kind of cute little thing, and she's in her cheerleader skirt while she plays football and beats up all these other kids, and it's this great. And then when she's older and drunk and soliciting things, I'm like, <laughs> no, you just my ruined. So Aww, it was you poor kid. She's still a very very lovely person and very beautiful but it was still weird seeing her on a bar drunk. Anyway, it's fine. She's an adult. She can do whatever she wants. Um, that'd be interesting. I might actually... I'm an adult. I do whatever I want. I'm a grown-ass man. It would be kind of interesting to, to see, like, if like there was, like, a... Like, create, like, a list of people that you actually want to meet, you know? Um, like... Yeah? Like, I love Bruce Willis movies. I don't know if I ever want to meet him. He seems kind of cranky, you know? But... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, I want to meet Nathan Fillion. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, Joe I, Pesci. like, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just to get the name down there. Like, I'm a huge Trek fan. That's not, that's not, I don't want to meet William Shatner. He seems like a grumpy old dude and he'd probably charge me 10 bucks to shake his hand. But I want to meet Chris Pine, you know? So he just seems more like a chill dude. But yeah. It's fine. Uh, top three, we decided to go with movies where the your heroes are kind of outnumbered, right? And I know that's a very broad thing, but we didn't want to do just like your Alamo trope because I felt like that would, pun intended, wall us into a, uh, to a very few <laughs> select movies. So we figured, well, yeah, that again, it's a very broad stroke. Basically, it's like every action movie ever, but um, that's what we're gonna do. So. I have a feeling that there's going to be lots of honorable mentions for our top three because I have four. Um, and I'm I actually, sure. I actually stayed away from honorable mentions. To tell you the truth, only because, yeah, I just didn't have the time. Well, I, guess, I, or I didn't, and and I'm pretty. I, sure. I'm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say I feel, and I, I usually I do an honorable mention just in case one of you guys steals one of mine. Pretty confident none of you are going to steal any of my top three, which is fine. Um, but there might be some overlap in our honorable mentions. We'll find out, Andrew. Yeah. All right. Number three. 
uh, inglorious bastards. Okay. All right. I, I'll be honest. Hated that movie. Yeah. I hated really? it. Oh, I, I didn't it. like it at all. Now. That was great. I, I liked parts. I liked parts. There were the, the there were moments in that movie that were amazing. The and 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 ninety nine percent of it is kind of on is my fault, right? You remember the whole we've talked about it many times expectations plus equal or expectations plus real equals <laughs> you know happiness. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I knew it was a Tarantino joint, right? And I'm good with Tarantino movies um, for the most part, but. I did not know it was going to be a complete fallacy. It's not a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was an A actual, rewrite of history. Well, I thought it was a historical movie because in the Inglorious Bastards, in historical text, is a real thing. Yeah. Um, they weren't yeah. Jews, though. They were um, convicts, death row convicts from England that they parachuted in behind German lines before the Americans got there. And they said, you got to, there's, there's a whole other movie about it, about them. Uh, and they're like, you got a month or two to make it back to the coast by this day and while you go harass the German supply lines and if you make it back we'll pardon you. Yeah. So oh. that's what I thought this movie was. So then they're in when they're in a the theater killing Hitler I'm like what is what am I watching? <laughs> so I I and I didn't particularly like it for other reasons but anyway. So my own issue but it's fine. Sorry Andrew. No problem. Uh number 2 Kingsman. Oh, that's such a good and number one, and one of my, this, I don't know that it's in my top ten, but it's, I really like this movie. The Last Samurai. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah, okay. I really like it. It's With long, Tom. but it's good. Yeah, Tom yeah, Cruise. It's, yeah. it's, you know, I don't like Tom Cruise, but it's one of the few movies of his that I actually will watch. Yeah. No, that's a good movie. Right. That's a good movie. It's been so long since I've seen it, I don't think I have a reference in my mind. I made the joke after watching it saying, so he's the reason why we went to war during World War II. (laughs) He's not, but... um, There you go. Sam. All right. um, I've got uh, number three here of Lone Survivor. I've not seen that. I need to watch it. Yeah. God, they have to jump off freaking cliffs to get away. I mean, it's crazy what they had to do. Uh, my number two is Starship Troopers. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, against the bugs. And then... Um, the the lost episode is... of, of Cheap Seat Reviews. Do what? The lost episode of Cheap Seat Reviews. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot we lost that one. And then my uh, number one is a, is a conglomeration of movies, um, but specifically The Two Towers and Return of the King. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, definitely. Very outnumbered and, um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I read a really interesting article recently about the real reason why they couldn't use the Eagles. Um, you know, some people say, well, um, the Sauron Eagles. could see them? Well, yeah, that was the main one that I read recently was that yeah. they're big flying things. Sauron would see them coming the entire way, focus on the ring, and then send the Nazgul to kill them. Yeah. Like, it yeah. had to be a covert mission. That was the point. Um. And then some people think that when Gandalf is holding on to the clip before he drops down to go fight the Balrog, when he says, fly, you fools, that's him actually telling them to go find the eagles. Um, <laughs> I, I think that that's, I think that's reading into a line that uh, Tolkien wrote too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, my number, my top uh, yeah. six, seven. <laughs> Honorable mentions, Die Hard, number one. Honorable mention two, Saving Private Ryan. 
number, <laughs> number three, Black Hawk Down. And my number four, which uh, Sam, you're going to kick yourself in the face for, The Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, yeah. You need okay. to watch it. I love the music from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. Good uh, stuff. Wait, did you actually watch it? What's that? No, not yet. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, wait, you haven't watched it yet. You still have my copy. I've got a Blu-ray player. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> that that it's it might actually be sitting in it. I just haven't been able to press play yet. Well, again, you, no girls around. It's a three hour. Oh, yeah. You have to watch the director's cut three hour long movie. Um, and I think that's probably why I've been putting it off so long because it, it is hard to find three it, hours that by chunk, yourself. No, I that get chunk it. of time. Too. Yeah, it it it's a time commitment, and I mean, maybe if it ever streams, maybe that's the only way we can do it. But if it's going to stream, they're not going to stream the director's cut. Which yeah, is, see, that's what I want to see. I want to see the director's cut because because so. I've seen both versions. I watched the director's cut first, and then watched the theatrical, and I was like, oh, I get why the director cut is so much better because it's not that the the the, the theatrical version is bad. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. There's things that just don't make sense, mm-hmm. and like dialogue that doesn't matter add up because there's whole scenes missing. I don't mean like. That one deleted scene. I mean, like that six deleted scenes. Um, so anyway, my number three of actual uh, outnumbered this as I wrote the Alamo because of course I had to. Yep. Num- <laughs> number two, Star Trek Beyond, where they have to fight the thousands of of drones oh. in order to save the day. And Dude, I didn't like that movie. I know you didn't, and that's fine. I loved it. I think it's the best of the of the new three. Um, didn't yeah. like it. That's fine. Jeremy Lin's doing something else. The director of that he's doing something else. He's doing another something I saw recently. Anyway, I don't. I think he's either going back to the Fast and Furious franchise or he's doing something new. Uh, but that's fine. The Trek will need. They'll get a new director. It'll be good. Yep. Um, and number one is Serenity. Very, very rarely do I get to put Serenity in one of our categories, but it totally very, fits. That's this time. right. The uh, the very well yeah, the Reavers, pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, the pretty Reavers much always. And, even, even, <laughs> and you, they're uh, they're always being hunted by, uh, by the government. Call them. Yeah, by the agent. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Serenity. I'm I'm super excited that I get to actually use my movie. So it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> uh, cool. That was fun. Uh, out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I'll have a clippy clip for that. Here we go. Wait, what's supposed to happen? You're out of 10 for 13 hours. Andrew. I am going to give this a... I'm going to go right along with with IMDb, or right close to it anyway. Um, IMDb says it's a 7.3 out of 10. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to... I'm going to be maybe a little bit higher than that and say a 7.4. All right. It's interesting. Your 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 voting recently, or your 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 scoring, has been very even. We have the seven point four, and then seven point nine for the founder, seven point six for the babysitter. So, yeah. we, which which tells me that we're watching good movies. Yeah, I know this is kind of crazy. We've yeah. been we're on a streak lately. Yeah, which means next week's got to be. <laughs> The odds are against us. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, we're watching all the good ones at once. That's not good. I think, yeah, we. I think we actually have a, a pretty good lineup coming up after that. Oh, I gotta go check something. Go ahead, Sam. All right. So, um, as I try not to yawn, um, I'm going to. I'm kind of right there with uh, Andrew. Um, it's it's a pretty well made movie. There's certainly a few faults. Um, and there's 
distinctly Michael Bay faults. And uh, it probably drags this thing for me down to about a five, uh, not five, a 7.53 out of 10. Okay, seven seven point five three. Yep, that's fine. All right, I'm with you there. Um, How about you, Sean? What do you uh, got? Sorry, I was fighting off a sneeze. I didn't want to like sneeze into my microphone. Um, and I'm also checking to see if the not the next movie, but the next movie after the next movie is streaming, and it's not. So I got to remove it from oh, the it. list. Yeah, it's not on Amazon either. No, it's not. Not anywhere. So that is fine. We will find something else to do after that. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to give it, I liked it a little bit better than, than I think you guys did. I don't know. I just, I, I like these types of movies. I mean, I love Black Hawk Down, Saving Private Ryan. I just, I like, I like war movies. I know it's a subject matter that's hard for a lot of people, but I, I just, I really enjoy the storytelling and the brotherhood and the, what what men will do to help each other. It's, mm-hmm. To me, it's more about what we're willing to do to help each other than what other men are willing to do to hurt each other. Um, at least that's what I feel like the story is about. So I'm going to give it an 8.25. Um, Ooh, wow. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, and I'm looking back at at the movies, the other movies we've done. I liked it that much better than The Founder and The Babysitter and certainly Birdemic. Um mm. It's it's just right under Doctor Strange. I mean, I feel pretty confident, or pretty comfortable with that. So, um, yeah, sure. yeah, that's our movie. That was our review of yeah. Thirteen Hours. Go watch it. It's good. Two and a half hours long, yes. but it's good. Um, Go see what these guys have to do. Yeah, and it's yeah for, it's, for a job, basically. Yeah, yeah for a paycheck. Um, so yeah, go do that, and that's it. That's our show next week. Uh, I've confirmed it is still streaming. We're good to go. We are doing Cloud Atlas, the uh, the Tom Hanks Halle Berry yes. joint. Uh, I know the book I never finished. Oh wow! I don't have. <laughs> I don't think I have. I only have one book I never finished, and that was the, the Game of Thrones book. I think um, I have every book that I've ever tried to read. I've never finished. Really? Really? Yeah. I these are very rare for me because usually I will trudge through it. Yeah, I always pick up a book and I think, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read this. And then I read like a chapter and I'm like, ah, oh, screw that. <laughs> I, um, the I, only thing that I've ever read, to be honest, was I read uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader okay. and Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And, oh, wow. uh, that's a weird, I, that's a and weird order. I almost read The Magician's Nephew. Almost. <laughs> that's, a, that's a strange <laughs> order. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't read them in that order. but Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read that book series, obviously Lord of the Rings. I just listened yeah. to The Dark Tower, The Gunslinger. And yeah. I have to admit I'm super confused um <laughs> because I'm 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 listening to this book thinking what I saw in the pre- I've not seen the movie, but what I saw from the previews, yeah. this is not what this this book is. No. So, it looks like they totally butchered it. And speaking of another book that I never finished was and that's another one. Well, again, I listened to it, so I, I it was less of yeah. a time commitment because when you're reading, you know, you're you're kind of forced to sit and whatever. I was I was doing chores and driving because I drive an hour a day for my commute um, to and from daycare for the kids, so I have lots of time to listen to a book. Though I could not listen to that <laughs> while the kids were in the car because the f word is used a lot. 
Um, yep, not a lot, but thing. enough. Um, so basically, I have to get the. I mean, I, from what I gather from the movie in the trailer, is that they took part of book one and part of book two. Oh, uh, okay. Um, because of what happens in book one doesn't make any sense as to how it would happen, how you could make a movie. So anyway, I'm going to find the book two and listen to it at some point. It's not at my local library, which is free. So anyway, Cloud Atlas next week, 2012, Cloud Atlas. Um, heard it was terrible, but it's parked at 7.5 on IMDb. So who knows? I mean, yep. um, Metacritic is it Metascore? Yeah, Metacritic.com gives it a 55. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes has, has it for it, but um, it looks, I don't know. Gosh, Tom Hanks' character, Tom Hanks plays Dr. Henry Goose, hotel manager, Isaac Stocks, Dermot Hoggins, Cavendish lookalike actor, Zachary. Everyone plays lots of different characters. I guess that, that'll make yeah, sense when I want oh, Hugh Grant in this. Is, it's, from what I read in the book, it's a lot of interconnected weird stuff. Keith David would be our Star Trek connection for that. This will be an interesting dive into a quote unquote heady film, I think. All right, neat. I didn't find a Star Trek connection for this movie, but that's okay. Um, I didn't look real hard either. Um, that's our show. That's going to do it for us. I'm yeah, gonna folks, st- thanks for enduring. I'm going to start playing this little outro music here. Um, is it playing? Yeah, there it is. Um, that's it. The Cloud Atlas next week. Um, sorry for the delay again. Thank you for your patience. Yep. Hopefully you're still with us as a listener. Um, go if fund- you are. Well, yeah, if you are. GoFundMe.com slash Cheap Reviews. We still have that going. Any, any buck is great. Anchor app, check that out. Just go to iTunes. Ch- uh, search for Cheap Reviews, and you can listen to my little four-minute reviews of other movies that I'm watching that's not related to the podcast. Leave us reviews. Please leave us reviews if you can. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you can find them. Visit our website, CheapSeatReviews.com, where there's links to our old episodes, Facebook.com slash Cheap Reviews, and at Twitter, not at Twitter, at Cheap Seat Cast is our Twitter account um, where I post stuff daily now. Um, just links to things and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's it. That's our show. And I'm super excited for yeah. for uh, for Cloud Atlas. And uh, we've got some other stuff coming up called uh, something called Zootopia. Um, I think it's a little Disney thing that someone did once, except uh, I'm joking. I've seen that movie like 48 times. Scared my children. Hey, uh, oh my God, mine too. Oh, weird. My, my son oh, loves it. Oh, goodness. It scared the crap out of my girls. Oh. <laughs> like literally jumping on me to hold them. Oh, weird. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yep. no, my, my son has zero problems with that movie. So, <laughs> um, anyway, that's, uh, that's what we're doing next week. But in the meantime, we'll, not in the meantime, just. Uh, I don't know how to end the show, so just good night. <laughs> <laughs>